Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the Beyond Bitcoin Show. Today is April the 6th. 2019 strong hand unconfiscatable bitcoin is the next bitcoin personal responsibility is a new counterculture deferral of gratification conviction avoid mediocrity check out yesterday's this week in bitcoin show it was great jeet and two surprise guests that you've never seen on the show before so check it out uh it, it was a fun time and of course check out all my old shows at disruptmeister.com follow me on twitter at techvault and now, of course, podcast form of every show is at sportsmeister.com. You can figure out how to download your favorite version of the podcast, the audio. You guys know about that. I don't. I just am making them available to audio people now. All right. Let's jump into the new – again, this show, we'll talk a little bit of Bitcoin, but this is – people like to hear my opinions on political subjects, cultural subjects, and uh, just my lifestyle, health. And everyone knows I'm from Baltimore originally, and I'm going to be here for the next month uh, before I go back to Los Angeles. And something that's going on in Baltimore is, that, and I talked about this last week, I thought the, ma the mayor of Baltimore is embroiled in, in a, in a hor horrible controversy. She apparently, she came up with this book idea called Healthy Holly, and numerous organizations apparently bought the book from her hoping to gain influence from her. Now, she she has only been the mayor since uh, 2016. She was in politics beforehand. So this has been going on for a while. Most of the books were never delivered. <laughs> so they contributed to some business that sort of existed. And uh, that's that's not cool. That's not ethical. And uh, at first, it, it just appeared to be one organization, but it, it goes a lot deeper. So I thought she was going to be able to survive this thing because Baltimore's really corrupt. Well, <laughs> apparently, uh, well, she still thinks she can survive this thing, guys. You know, most people of consciousness, of conscience, yeah, you know, <laughs> most people with uh, some ethics, um, they would uh, they would resign. She's taking a leave of absence. She's saying she's she's not feeling well. So the city council president, Jack Young who some of you may remember, I got in an argument with him in Artscape at 2011 on, on the streets of Baltimore. I, we, we got into a verbal uh, argument. Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it was about another issue. Anyway, and that's not the solution to things. Don't get in verbal arguments. So I think Jack Young probably knows who I am. Um, Mayor Pugh probably might know who I am, but that doesn't, who cares who I am? I'm not even in Baltimore anymore. I did the smart thing. They're in Baltimore <laughs> still. So we're, we're the guy to deal with this. So Jack Young is going to become acting mayor uh, the city council people have turned, are actually saying she should resign. So this is pretty big because everybody, you might not know Baltimore, but everyone in politics is a Democrat. So they're turning on their own. And so this is this is a big thing. Uh, still, she hasn't resigned. This, I mean, so I linked to it below. That's what's going on in Baltimore. That's why you don't want to be involved in politics. It is dirty. It is corrupt. Even someone like uh, Mayor Catherine Pugh, who doesn't seem as dirty as the rest Oh, it's worse than how she thought she could get away with this. And it just reminds you, if she thought she could get away with this, then what is it? What's everybody else in politics thinking they can get away with it in Baltimore? It, it makes you 
happy you you don't that's why you don't plant yourself in one place that's why when i was planted in baltimore with my house i had to pay high taxes uh, i would get fined for all these little things for violations on my house i get fined for violations on my house they're taking bribes from everybody and every everyone and then they don't even resign so i could complain about it all day and stay in baltimore or i could travel around the world like i do uh, not own a house in Baltimore. I position myself financially where I can just laugh at all these fools. And I don't have to get in arguments with Jack Young on the streets of Baltimore anymore at Artscape like I did in 2011. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, that's what you got to do. You, 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 you can't get obsessed with politics. And if you do, you, you, you go down the drain with them. You don't want to, it's a dirty, dirty thing. And uh, it's fun to be uh an outside observer of it and, and kind of laugh at the whole thing and know that, yeah, I, I did the right thing. <laughs> get, getting the heck out. Again, if you're in a corrupt place, you're going to, you're going to, there's a price, there's a price to pay living in a, uh, in a corrupt place when you own an asset like real estate, at least. Okay. They're going to tax you. They're going to fine you. They're going to get your peace because if you're a real estate owner, you're considered wealthy in these, uh, in these holes, in these uh, cities, where this kind of stuff goes on. They don't care about you. They want the masses to vote for them. So, you know, they raise money through bribes and then they, uh, you know, who knows how they, and then all the, all the people with nothing keep voting for these people and they end up with nothing. They still have nothing. And then the people with something, we, we slowly get our something taken away unless we take ourselves away. And then we get to enjoy our something and we get more and more of something. And I got into Bitcoin and whew, I, I, if you're from Baltimore, I can only advise, uh, yeah, ditch that real estate, get into Bitcoin. How about that? And then you don't have to worry about what uh, Mayor Pugh and, and Healthy Holly books, what's going on and uh, what Jack Young is doing. <laughs> Jack Young is your mayor, sort of, kind of. Moving on, pound that like button. What do we got here? Uh, this is about Philly. Uh, some of you might, this tweet here that I'm going to quote, it's all linked to below. I talked about uh, a couple weeks ago how Philadelphia is proposing making stores won't be able to ban cash. They must accept cash. And this tweet sums up my opinion on the whole situation. Banning cash is a bad idea. Preventing stores from refusing to accept cash is a bad idea too. It is. Now, banning cash, that would be what a government, a government would, would try to ban cash like India has tried to do. I don't agree with that. No, that's that's not good. That's not, But again, if you're in Bitcoin, you don't have to worry about such, such things. But at the same time, the government saying to stores, no, you you must accept cash. That's forced. They don't, why should a store be forced to accept cash? Why? It, it, they, they're, accept, they're accepting legal tender through the credit card, through through another other means. Um, and if they don't, if it's, if they, competitors will pop up that will accept cash. And if accepting cash is such a good thing, then they'll, they'll do very well. So uh, I, I don't think, uh, I agree with this tweet totally, that the government the government shouldn't be stepping into this mess at all. Uh, and the government shouldn't be banning cash at the same time. Cash should, cash should always be available. Cash should be out there. I don't know why a store wouldn't want to want to take cash. I mean, there, there's certain reasons they want to, they don't want a certain clientele. They want a, a very high end clientele. That's their business. If they want to be a high end store and where they only are going to accept uh, American Express, then that's, that's their prerogative. The government shouldn't say you can't do that. 
government gets its hands in too many things. Again, but if you're in a Bitcoin overlay, you don't have to worry about this stuff. If you don't like the government, like I didn't like the government of Baltimore, you just leave. You go somewhere else where it's uh, where it's friendly. And, and I'll tell you, I wasn't going to talk about this, but this just reminded me. You know, there there are all these people talking about banning the electoral college, which is just a short term a short term uh, it's a short term thinkers uh, prerogative, basically. Uh, it, it, this is United States is not a democracy; it's a uh, constitutional republic. Okay, so no, not every vote counts in the same way. Um, if if every if it was a democracy for when you voted for president, okay, then all the presidential candidates would just campaign in the urban centers where they could get the most votes in Los Angeles, in New York, in Chicago, and they would control the country. It's a, it's fifty separate states, okay. It's 50 separate. So Wyoming is going to get its say. South Central Los Angeles, all of Los Angeles, all of Chicago, they they do not have more power than Wyoming. Wyoming has more power than them. That's the way it's set up that way, 50 separate states. So what you can do, if you care so much about who's elected president and the way that the president is determined, if you care so much, then move to Wyoming. Then your vote will count more, okay? But no, they're never going to do that. They're never going to do that. At all. Now there, <laughs> there's some entities who try to fill states with uh, people with immigrants, basically sending certain people to Minnesota and Maine and, and etc. Where what the heck is these people? What are they doing in Maine and Minnesota? Now that that is a way around this, um, and that's why you you have to if you care much about the uh, how America is set up, if you care about the Constitutional Republic set up, and maybe you don't. Then yeah, you you do need a uh, a real immigration program. I mean, uh, that, that's got rules like where you, where you can't funnel in a bunch of illegals and then send them into Maine or uh, Minnesota and then you know change the demographics. It's just just so you can alter some votes. That's not what this is about. Again, um, I, and, and I would be again I would be for open borders if there was no welfare state. But there is, I mean, that's a big, that's not the world we're living in. There's a huge social welfare state here. And that's why people want to come here. That is why people want to. Now, if there was no social welfare state, then people would want to come to the United States to work hard. And it's a land of opportunity, like in the old days. That's why all the immigrants came around 1900 and, and, and 1910 and all that. It was, there was, there was no wealth welfare state. But again, let, let's take it as it is. There's a huge welfare state, so you, so we, we can't live in the world of, of open borders. We, we we can't live in that world because it uh, if the country is to be sustainable. All right, so I didn't even mean to talk about that stuff today. Uh, and and it, well, again, if you're worried about this kind of stuff, get yourself in a position where if hey, if things turn into socialism, full fledged socialism in the United States, you could just take your trezor and just go live in Australia or wherever, anywhere you choose. I mean. Or just don't have a home. Just go from place to place like I do. It's possible. It is possible. You just got to prep. You just got to prepare yourself and be a long-term thinker and, you know, think about some of these issues. All right. I just was, I just received a super chat. Let's see. One dollar from Dane Kinchin. He, he said a lot of things. Uh, and he didn't say anything, but I see he's tweeting. He's putting a lot of other things in there. Three percenter. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dane. You very, very much for your, I don't know if you wanted me to say anything or not, because you didn't say anything there. Uh, moving on, moving on. So we talked about Healthy Holly. We talked about banning cash. Andrew Yang. Okay, so 
Andrew Yang is running for president. He is a is a Democrat. He's a UBI guy, universal basic income. And he's he's he answered on his website, he answers like every question. He deals with every single issue imaginable. Now, I don't like UBI. I don't I don't I think if UBI replaced every single welfare program, that would be okay. That would be okay because uh, it would be a lot cheaper to administer. Now, that's not what he's proposing. I believe he wants there to be a, uh, a value-added tax to fund that, and that's no good. Another tax? Come on now. But but I give this dude a lot of credit. He is appearing on the Ben Shapiro show tomorrow. I link to it below, so you can watch it starting on Sunday. And I give him all the credit in the world. He he's good. He, this will help boost his campaign. This will this will boost his campaign. Now at the same time, I'm kind of curious. You know, if, if a Democrat is going to win, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see what, what he would do. Um, uh, I, I'm. I don't think the world would end if if he got some of the. Well, first of all, if he did UBI correctly, like I said, that would be very interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, the the eighty percenters wouldn't work. The twenty percenters would work. Would it would the country fall apart right away? It's interesting, and I and I would of course be ready to leave, and and because I you know I value my wealth in Bitcoin, I could easily easily leave. So I would I I think the guy is sincere at least. He isn't he isn't a corrupt politician like Catherine Pugh, and uh, just most I mean he's not a fake like so like everybody out there, even that uh, that that mayor of South Bend, Indiana, Pete Buttigieg or whatever his name is. What what a last name, especially for who he is. I don't see how I got well anyway, Pete Butter or whatever is butter chuga chuga, chugga chugga choo choo, butter, butter, butter. Um, he that's just a terrible last name. I, I mean it, okay. If you're gonna be if you're I mean if you're running for office, you gotta be marketing savvy. But okay, I guess he was you know, he's proud of his heritage and everything. What, what was I gonna say about Pete Buttercheck? Oh yeah, even he's fake. He's talking to an African American audience of some sort. He starts talking like Ebonics and stuff. I mean, all the candidates are doing this. I mean, when Hillary did it, it was like so blatantly obvious. But I mean, they're they're all doing it. They like they speak in this Ebonics tone when they're speaking, to, and, 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 and the audience likes it. They appreciate it. I can't I can't believe it. it's so it's humiliating. It's it's really humiliating when these these white people speak and and AOC or whatever they start speaking Ebonics in front of a black crowd just to to, to rile them up and they think it's going to get them and I guess it does get them votes black people I mean you should you should laugh in these people's faces if they they talk, talk down to you in that manner I mean it's unbelievable it's unbelievable Pete butter chuga chuga and Ben Shapiro played a quote of his and Ben did not point it out that he was that that Pete butter chuga chuga was speaking in Ebonics but he was I know Ebonics well I'm from Baltimore come on now now, and he was he was speaking in the in that tone. And again, it's it's disgraceful that um it's even called ebonics that it's been legitimized that that it, this is an acceptable way of talking. It, it's not it's, it's 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 a ghetto it's a ghetto talking style. People should aim higher than that to, to not talk in that style. I, I don't think it's uh, everyone can talk in a respectable manner if they so choose. And uh, to, to to when you already talk. In, in in a normal with a normal accent, and you start speaking that way to talk to a to a, a black audience, it's just it's bad. But Andrew Yang does not do that. I, I give him on <laughs> pal that light button. I didn't even mean to talk about the Ebonics thing. Um, so, and you know the cool thing about being in the Bitcoin overlay, you know, 
I bet most of you couldn't even speak like this, like I am now. Talk about Ebonics. You would be scared you'd lose your job. Or so, I could say anything I want to. <laughs> I mean, like Jack Young, it, he talks a horrible Ebonics. I mean, it's it's bad. It, he's got a bad accent. It's it's bad. It's bad. I mean, look it up. Look him up on YouTube. I mean, that, I guess that's just the way he learned in East Baltimore. He, he, I, I don't know. Catherine Pugh, she spoke pretty well. She, she speaks pretty well. All right, all right, all right. But, but I mean, when you hear Elizabeth Warren speaking Ebonics to black people, it's just like, oh my God. I, I, it's just like, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, and you know, even Barack Obama, when he would speak to a black guy, he would start speaking Ebonics and stuff. It was, it was, it was, oh God, it's, it's, how can it be acceptable? If, you know, as a Jewish person, if someone started like, Speaking to me, you know, if I was at a synagogue and then all of a sudden some like politician came in and started speaking like <sighs> and just like like talking like some ghetto Jew, I'd be like, oh my god, this is this is just get the heck out of here, get the heck. What are you? Why are you degrading me like this? All right. <laughs> Start speaking some like on some Yiddish stuff. I don't know. Okay, so let's talk about oh onions. Let's talk about onions. I really like onions. You know, I, I like eat onions as like a hand fruit. I think I've mentioned this before. I just want to mention it again. When I am eating my meat, I got to eat like a whole onion. I got to eat a whole onion. Oh, they're so good. They're good for you too, man. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys are able to pull that off or not. I don't know if you guys are able to pull it off. Um, but I do I do love, love onions. Hmm. And as and many of you know, I do like garlic also. Um, but, but look, if you can't get into the garlic, get into the onions. It just adds this... Uh, that's such a nice flavor. I'm thinking about it right now. And by the way, I'm starting a a 44 hour fast. Uh, I'm, I'm I gotta go tomorrow. I'm going on a little road trip. Uh, but but I'll I'll leave early in the morning after synagogue, and I'll be back at night, and then I'll do the show. But I I will be out of Baltimore for m most of tomorrow. Um, for those of you who care. <laughs> but that's why I just won't be able to eat tomorrow at all. So I won't eat again till Monday. Yeah, I did. I, again, when I flew in, of course, I did a 40. I, I mean, I'm going to get, I'm going to skip 30 days this year. I, I think that's my goal is to skip a month of eating. Uh, with my, again, as most of you know, I, I, I fast 22 hours at least every single day. But then there's certain times when I just skip a whole, you know, it's a 44 hour fast. And then very occasionally, like we just had an eight, I just had an 80 hour fast. Check out the archives. I talked about it on another Beyond Bitcoin show. So speaking of 80s, I mean, let's talk about 80% or culture, okay? 80%. And again, these politicians appeal to 80% or culture, but they want the, the the voters. They So many of the voting population, of course, are 80%ers. They're just like, to make decisions on emotion and, you know, what what's fitting in. Now, there's this guy named Nipsey Hussle. I'm on ESPN.com trying to see what the score of the Oriole game is, okay? That's why I go to ESPN.com. They just check the Oriole score. I'm, I don't read the other stuff. You know, I'm, and I see some dude named Nipsey Hussle has been killed or died. And I don't, I've never heard of this guy before. I, and, and then I see it like on, the, I don't know if I saw it on Fox News or CNN or, I don't know where. But I, I saw it somewhere. I was like, Nipsey, who is this Nipsey Hussle guy? I've never heard of it. Well, why is it a big deal? He was killed. What's going on? I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. And here, I, I, it says on the ESPN link to their uh, The Undefeated which is actually a, a site that uh, targets 
it targets black people, which is fine. It's like black black sports or something like that. Black sports figures it talks about. But Nipsey Hussle is not a sports guy. Nipsey, he, okay. Nipsey Hussle loved the culture and basketball was his favorite. Tragically, the artist went from courtside to being inked on players' shoes in remembrance. So I, I, what is this? Glorifying this type of stuff. I'm so happy I did not know who he was because it's this nonsense. Why waste your time on someone like this? I mean, this is what 80% of culture, like I'm going to go watch the basketball game and I sell merchandise. I'm a, I create fashion. I'm an I rap or it's so mindless. It's so mindless. It's such a way, but yet most people, many people knew who he was, but when he died, his name was all over the place. Oh, so this is what 80% of culture is. This is culture. This is, you could, hey, it's personal responsibility is, is the new counterculture. If you want this to be your culture, Nipsey, Nipsey, guys getting shot in South Central to be your culture, that's your choice. That's your choice. It's not very productive. It's not very productive. I mean, it ends in death. I mean, to an, when you take it to an extreme, when you take it to an extreme, it, 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 ends, it, it ends in death. And uh, to, 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 to care about what the Kardashians are doing or what the latest, I don't know who these people, I don't know. What makes up eighty percent of culture? Okay, I don't. I, I'm so proud of that fact that I am. I am immersed in productive culture, BT into Bitcoin culture. Okay, and you have the choice to do that. Now I said, and now my videos, I don't target any specific audience at all. I, I, I mean, I'm giving out information. So obviously, those who enjoy information, anyone, black, white, Asian, I don't care. It, I, again, I'm talking about. There's a sports site. It, it, it caters to black people. White people can read it. I, I read it when I was trying to figure out who this Nipsey guy was. But right here, this is the cool thing about Bitcoin. It does not discriminate. It does not try to discriminate. It does not try to target. And you, you, I'm proud that I know who the Winklevoss brothers are. And I didn't know who Nipsey Hussle is. And I think being in the mindset of knowing who the Winklevoss brothers are, you're going to be a lot more productive in life. You really are. You should try to aim to be them instead of aim to be somebody like that who gets shot in South Central Los Angeles, okay? The Winklevoss brothers aren't going to get south. They, they don't sit. They, they they don't get shot in South Central Los Angeles. I mean, they they put themselves in on, on a path toward riches. And any you should aim to be them. Aim to be them. And there's so many more people hate on the Winklevi than probably. But again, than than hate on Nipsey or whatever. Or maybe I, I I don't know. But I mean, like the Winklevi are like the ultimate like enemies now of of the woke crowd, right? You know these these hulking very good looking wealthy white guys i mean those are the these are productive smart men anyone woman man black white they should aim to be these people and say well what do these guys do right what do they do right they got into bitcoin they might own one percent of all the bitcoin ever to be made this is awesome stuff again bitcoin does not discriminate that's my culture baby that mine's the new counterculture baby is personal responsibility i'm in the bitcoin culture which is all about you know being your own bank personal responsibility um so yeah, there. That, that that's my commentary on, on Nipsey Hustle, and um, yeah, hopefully I'll never hear about him again. Uh, as I never, I really, I had never heard of this person before, never, never. And there's so many others that I've never heard of before, but of course I can't mention them because I, I don't know their names. So um, if you know all these people's names who I don't know the names of, I would advise you you, you learn about Bitcoin more and uh, don't waste your money on tennis shoes and uh, sitting courtside at a, an NBA game or whatever. I mean, you can get those things once you like save money 
and are productive and stuff. Like don't go into the whole 80% of our culture is, is about be, getting in debt so you can know who all these dudes are. So you can follow Nipsey Hussle and the Kardashians and who else. All right. And again, that's why I, lo I love being in LA because I'm not a part of it. When I'm in LA, I just observe all that stuff. I'm so happy that I'm not part of it. I'm not wasting my money on all that nonsense. Uh, I'm living the I'm living the true counterculture when I'm there. The, the personal responsibility Bitcoin counterculture. All right. Um, so we got a video out from Yaron Brook. Why does everyone hate Israel? It's called. Oh, this, it's a good one. You guys should definitely watch it. It's linked to below. You know, some and and this some people see success and and, and just think it's a, it's a horrible thing. And that one must have done something wrong to get that success. Just like with the Winklevi brothers. They say it's a horrible thing. They're successful. It's horrible that Israel's success. They must be oppressors. They must have done something wrong. And and they're, but there's victims. And we must support. We would, the, it's, it's the victim. The, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you're doing well, you must be hated. You must be, a, you must be an oppressor. And we must, we must support the, the opposite side. And, uh, you know, success is evil. Success is evil in the 80%er world, in the uh, in the woke world. I didn't like that word at all. But uh, yeah, they, they, they go into that on, on why. why. Because, I mean, Israel is, is a success. I mean, it's it's a success. So it's, I mean, the United States is hated also. It's a success. And uh, people just, uh, it's just, it's a sickness in this world today. Just to, you know, if, if there's success, something must be, something must be wrong. Something must be wrong with that. They must be doing something wrong. Uh, let, let, let's let's pick on let's let's pick on them. Let's uh, let's find every fault with them and try to vilify them. Yeah, again, that's a waste of your time. If you want to do that, you can do that. You, you're not stopping Israel. You're not stopping the United States. You're not stopping the Winklevoss brothers. Okay, you can hate on them all all you want and create scenarios where and you, you're just wasting your time. You, you should try to emulate. You should try to emulate successes. So again, scapegoat scapegoating is uh, you're, instead of building yourself. You tear you tear down other people. You out of envy. So I mean that's that's I mean we live in this society of of so much scapegoating, so much scapegoating. People spend so much time tearing down other people to make themselves feel better out of envy when they should be just building themselves up. Build yourself up. Because if you tear down some someone, you're not going to become better. You you think you're going to bring them down to your level. That's disgusting. And I you, you won't be able to either. Because true successes will not be able to be brought down from your hate, okay? And uh, again, you're much more productive by building yourself. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't worry. Don't have envy. Don't worry about income inequality. You build yourself up. You will raise your income. You will, and you'll just be a happier person. And I've talked about this scapegoating before um, on so many different levels. It is, it is definitely a disease that uh, it's spreading. It's spreading. People cannot take personal responsibility. People can't build themselves up anymore. Um, all right. And for, for and I, we were talking about UBI. And yeah, UBI is not going to, most of the people that accept UBI, they're not going to be able to uh, build themselves up either. No, they won't. It's not, it's not a solution. But I think it's better than the current welfare state if, if it just replaces the current welfare state, okay? If it, if it, 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 again, the overhead costs would go down incredibly if you just cut everybody a thousand dollars. If everybody is on welfare now, you just simplify it and just give everybody a thousand dollar check every month or, wh or whatever it is. That's all it is. You don't need to see what they qualify for, what type of welfare they are. Just, just all the people who don't want to work, just you get money, go away. Just stop, stop bothering us. Just, just, 
I mean, maybe it would it would calm some people down. It would it would decrease their jealousy and envy. I, I think it might it might calm some people down for a bit at least. Uh, or whatever. Uh, I, I I just can't I can't imagine being one of those people where you just like I don't want to be productive. I'm a hater. Just give me a check. <laughs> so that's so not me, man. I I, I don't know. I mean, you got to strive for greatness. I. I I don't know. People, people have different. <sighs> Everyone's entitled to their own prerogative, I guess. But again, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. If if you want the government to take care of you, dude, um, you're gonna have to deal with the consequences, and it's it's not too good. And uh, here's something from Jeet. This from Jeet. Oh my god, if this isn't from Jeet. No, this isn't from I think Jeet retweeted this actually. Jeet was on the show again on Friday. Check that out. Uh I think they will call this period of history the social war. It's not a conventional fight between geographical factions in the physical world. Instead, it's glo a global ideolog ideological war war fought on social media every day, with Twitter as both newspaper of record and public war zone. Well, well, I do agree that is going on. There definitely is a social war. You don't have to participate in it. It's a total waste of your freaking time. Okay? So what he described, it is going on. People are spending hours upon hours on Twitter, you know, arguing about various silly things and uh, that they're not going to be able to change. They're just like, now some people have found ways to profit off of it and, you know, they've made themselves into big... Um, big big characters in the in the space in in the uh social war space big big influencers and they've been able to monetize that few people are going to be able to do that it's a waste of time it's unproductive it isn't you know people arguing on twitter it's it's not going to change very much at all you you got to change yourself you're not going to you're not going to be able to change other people you really you really aren't it's it's especially on, on twitter i mean it's 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 very impersonal. It's not face-to-face. -face. People just read your thing and then just move on. Think yourself. Be productive. Always always think that. Think, think about, like, dude, I spent five hours today on Twitter arguing. What could have I been doing? You could have been doing a lot. You could have been buying Bitcoin. All right. Moving on. This show is taken. Uh, all right. There's something I found out about. I forgot on. It was on Isaac Arthur, Arthur show or one of the space shows I, I watch. Uh. Event Horizon, maybe. Xenolytics. And I linked to a Xenolytics link below. Xenolytics target cellular senescine, a uh, process in which damaged cells, rather than dying, persist, persist and become toxic to cells around them. All right. C cellular senescine has been shown to drive multiple age-related diseases. So, okay, Xenolytics are medicines or maybe even foods that destroy the cells that cause cancer and really bad things. And this is a new, a relatively new field, senolytics. So remember the name. I think it will become big. I hope it becomes big. It, it, these these medications or, or whatever they're going to come up with um, will target the mechanisms, the cells that create age-related diseases. And if they were to be able to get rid of those uh, 
I mean, people would live a lot longer. We would have a whole new lifestyle. This is this is cutting edge type of stuff. And so I never heard that term before. And there it is. Now, going back to uh, and look it up. It's linked to below. You learn something new every day. That, that'll be a big thing in the future. I don't think I'm even pronounced senolytics. Senolytics. S-E-N-O-L-Y-T-I-C-S. Zehut. I talked about the Zehut party. I've been talking about it for a few months now in Israel. And it's like a libertarian party, um, and but it's kind of a religious party too. It combines a lot, and it's and they have a pot legalization is something that they're talking about a lot. Well, it looks like they're going to make the Israel Israeli Knesset, and they also have people that have talked about Bitcoin. They're number three guy. Uh, so I mentioned that on a, on one of my Bitcoin shows. So this could this could be big. Um, Israel is a very Western state, and if they were to get some people that might start talking Bitcoin on there uh, and maybe change the Bitcoin scene to be even more friendly in Israel, that would be great. At the same time, on a, on a political level, uh, these guys are not uh, conformist. Uh, Moshe Feiglin is the guy in charge there. This dude stands for something. This dude, again, I don't like most politicians at all. They're horrible. I've talked about so many that are terrible. Um, but this guy is uh, more like uh, Andrew Yang in, in the sense that he... He's a real person, uh, from, from what I can tell. So the Wall Street Journal has an article, uh, the potential kingmaker in Israel, an ultra-nationalist who wants to legalize pot. And so they're describing uh, Moshe Feiglin. And uh, they call him an ultra-nationalist. And, and again, that's just the poison the well. Um, he, he's not a liberal. He's not, he's not, he's not a, uh, he wouldn't be a Democrat in the United States. Let, let's put it that way. So the Wall Street Journal, I guess, isn't, I mean, this guy is a, is a proud Israeli. This guy knows that Samaria, he lives in Samaria, which is great, which is awesome. Um, and he, you know, he, he doesn't play games by, by, not, by calling Samaria and Judea other names. But the funny thing is they call him a name. They call him an ultra-nationalist. Do they call AOC an ultra-socialist? I mean, what's an ultra-nationalist? The guy is an Israeli. He believes in Israel. I mean, there's, like, there's a lot of dudes that, I mean, are they all ultra-nationalists? I guess, so, I mean, what's an ultra-socialist? I would think AOC would be an ultra-socialist or Bernie Sanders. Isn't he an ultra? Ultra, this ultra. He's playing with words. But I mean, it, it does work. The media, they know what they're doing if they want to, they, they want to influence a, an article. Uh, check check out Zehut for yourself. Uh, again, if you're in Israel, I hope you're voting for, uh, for them. I guess it's on Tuesday is the election, I think. And I, I, again, you know, I, I am not big into politics at all uh, in, in any country, but in Israel, it, it matters a little bit. It's a very small country. And uh, so guys like that can make a difference and it could, could help out. The, they have a lot of social, there's a lot of socialism in Israel to, to it's, it's a socialist country, basically. It's basically a socialist country. So this could, this could help them out. They have very high taxes. And uh, the, the, a guy, if, if he were to gain some power, and then maybe one day come become prime minister. Oh my God, it would be great. Yeah, then, then they'd become a Bitcoin friendly state by that country by that time. That'd be awesome. All right, tied to try to tied to tried to tie it in the Bitcoin there. So finally, one last thing. This is a tweet from Arrington. It's about Zuckerberg. Uh, hang on, before I read that. All right. Z oh, I forgot to say this shirt. Oh my God, did did I mention the shirt? I love this shirt. It's from All Good, All Good Labs, and they're linked to below. It's a really I like the color of the shirt. 
and it is a Bitcoin shirt. It says, do your own research. So it is, it's a Bitcoin shirt. This is their way of, it's a Bitcoin shirt. Trust me, they, 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 that's what they do. Check them out below because I, I only wear Bitcoin shirts on the show or a tie occasionally. It's a really nice color. I love this. It's like an aqua green, blue. I don't know. I'm not an artiste. I'm an artiste of Bitcoin, not an artiste of uh, traditional artiste of colors and painting. You should see my handwriting. What's this say? That's, that's my handwriting. All right. Uh, it's an abomination, my uh, physics teacher said back in high school. All right. So Zuckerberg, finally, calling for tighter internet regulations. When a large company calls for regulation, what they really, what they are really requesting are regulatory costs that serve as barriers to entry, protecting them from upstart competitors. It means nothing else ever. Now, Ben Shapiro actually talked about this too. Zuckerberg saying, yeah, regulate us, regulate us. Yeah, he wants the government to regulate them because they, no, they'll, there'll be no other competitors in the future. No one will be able to join, be, become a, a to, to get in and, and become a competitor of Facebook. It's, uh, and, and it's, it's, it's hard. Tighter internet regulations gets rid of all sorts of competition. So no, we don't need it. They want, um, it, it eliminates competition when they're calling for, uh, when, when wealthy companies want the government to interfere, they're, it's interfere on their side. And that is not capitalism when you get the government to do favors for you at all. That, that's I mean, it's fascism. I mean, it's, it's terrible. When the, when the government picks favorites, that's, uh, that, that is fascism. And he, he is, uh, yeah, of course, he would, he would want, uh, yeah, regulate us. Sure, regulate. They're not going to regulate him out of existence. They're going to regulate the future competition out of ever existing. So that's why he, he's a fan of that. And it is not, that is not part of capitalism. Uh, Overregulation, uh, the government interfering. That no, the, 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 it, when the government interferes, it's going. To, it picks winners. It picks winners, and he he's a very smart guy, and he knows if they regulate him and his industry, he's going to be the winner, and that's and he'll have an unfair advantage. That's uh, that's what happens with the, the government. When the government steps in, they they tilt the scale towards someone. All right, that's enough. I'm Adam Meister, and so yeah, don't worry about that stuff. Get into the Bitcoin overlay. Where if you know your country ever goes in that direction, you can just leave. If you're ever uh, unhappy with your city, with your situation, you just pick up and leave with your Bitcoin. That's your asset. That's your asset you can take anywhere with you. Um, getting tied down with a house, it's a risk, man. It is a risk. Or getting involved in some uh, company, owning a company that can be regulated out of existence, it's, it's a risk. It's, it could be taxed out of existence in a jurisdiction, it's a risk. The Bitcoin, uh-uh, you, you can run with that thing, baby. All right, I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember, subscribe to this channel, like this video, share this video. Check out the link section below. Pound that like button, bang that bell button. Again, it's a new a new show every day here. I'll be back uh, Sunday night. It will be, uh, it will be late. See ya, bye.